0: Higher Inner Power, a reflection of true hip-hop culture, a study of hip-hop, and an execution of sticking to the roots while also propelling everything forward. Welcome to Higher Inner Power, I'm your host Ty Frazier aka Supernova. Today is a beautiful day outside, you know what I mean, sun shining, nice weather, it's a little chilly here in Denver, but overall great day. Today, you know, I want to just go over some hip-hop history, hip-hop relevance, and how hip-hop relates to our socioeconomic situation in life, you know what I mean? I feel like hip-hop is relevant in so many areas, in so many different ways, so that's really what this podcast is, an amalgamation of all my thoughts of hip-hop, all my connections that I want to bring and invite, and let them give you their perspective on hip-hop, you know what I mean? Hip-hop has had an overwhelming influence on American society as a whole. Hip-hop is more than music. It's a full and vibrant culture. Since the 1980s, hip-hop has greatly influenced and uplifted most of America, speaking up for generations and providing a voice to marginalized communities and populations. Opponents of hip-hop culture argue that the music is aggressive in nature and promotes social rebellion. That said, provocative lyrics do not negate the fact that hip-hop is a vocal outlet for many people in America and around the world. For decades, hip-hop has provided a platform for MCs and rappers to express their opinions about society, the government, and the treatment of oppressed people in America. This outlet is especially crucial to the community, but if people opposed to hip-hop tried to embrace the culture rather than attack it, it would benefit society as a whole. Really, I think that's what it comes down to is how beneficial hip-hop is to communities that have been marginalized and people who feel like they don't have a voice. Hip-hop was created for that very reason, and that's why it continues to grow to this day. I mean, even though corporations and such have gotten their hands on it and changed it, The core meaning and values of hip-hop is to be a voice of the voiceless and for those who might not otherwise be able to speak up. Hip-hop culture can be viewed as a direct response to the socioeconomic issues that were going on in America throughout the 1970s and before. Through musical expression, the community, especially of those of marginalized groups, turned their discontent from the injustices they faced into productive protests, helping to restructure social attitudes and opportunities and giving birth to a new genre of music. The late 70s saw the inception of this movement, but the force and substantiation associated with hip-hop was largely developed throughout the 90s. Following this line of thought, the 90s saw large changes in music, culture, entertainment, economics, and so forth. So much so that the U.S. experienced the establishment of a veritable hip-hop nation in the 1990s. And despite controversy over the legitimacy of the music, it created a worldwide movement with the power to uplift an entire sector of the community. You know, it really drives the market for a lot of different things when it comes to pushing the culture forward. A lot of the reform and changes that have been made in the past decade or so have started and come from hip-hop influence and culture. From the Black Lives Matter protests, to putting out messages through the NFL, to the NBA, to celebrities speaking out against injustices. You know, that really is hip-hop that started and influenced and inspired that. It connects with fundamental notions of identity and purpose, but it also influences the decisions young people make about their lives, their lifestyles, their health, their clothes, and so forth. Every hip-hop song or rap song contains something that we can learn from that can help us grow. Sometimes it needs someone to help us think through what could be. That kind of commercial materialistic rap with the bling and cars, you know, stuff that people can't afford and a lot of time is fake. It could be used as a way to empower young people and get them to think about dedication to art, dedication to hard work, and such. A lot of the hip-hop artists that have made it to be multi-millionaires have worked very hard for it. So you could even spin that negative connotation into something positive. When you see materialistic music, it could be used as inspiration, as motivation to work towards that through your craft, whatever it may be. It's a really great way to open up conversations about hard work and perseverance. Also, knowledge is a really important part of hip-hop. Knowledge of self, knowledge of culture, and knowledge of the history of hip-hop. KRS S1 talks a lot about the connection between hip-hop and knowledge. Even in his song, Nine Elements, one of the elements of hip-hop is knowledge. And I think that's what a lot of hip-hop songs provide, you know, a way for people to learn And to hear a perspective they might not know about or that might not experience in their day-to-day life. Hip-hop really brings that about. That's why it gives voices to so many different perspectives, so many different cultures, identities throughout the entire world. It's such a beautiful movement, such a beautiful culture, and it's something that should really be upheld and never uh, never be discarded, never be disregarded, never be put dirt on. You know, it's something so beautiful. And although it has its negative aspects, just like anything in life, overall, the The purpose of hip-hop is to connect and bring people together, and it really has done that. I mean, what other genre has influenced the entire world this deeply since rock music, you know what I mean? Like, it really, really goes deep. So that's why I love hip-hop so much. I live it, I breathe it. Every single day I wake up, I think about how I want to make music, how I want to make beats, how I want to connect with other artists, go Worldwide with it, you know, so it's just such a spiritual and deep thing I really hope y'all feel the same way, you know what I mean? This is what this podcast is for, to connect with viewers who might have a similar perspective Or love and passion of hip-hop that I do You know, I think it's such a beautiful thing And now what I want to go into is uh, just a little hip-hop history, you know Yesterday I talked about DJ Cool Herc. Today I want to talk a little bit about Grandmaster Flash He's one of the most influential hip-hop artists in the beginning of the creation of hip-hop So just want to go over a, bit, a little bit of his history He was an innovative DJ from the Bronx. He was the first DJ to manipulate records in a backward, forward, or counterclockwise motion. He also invented distinct DJing techniques such as the backspin, cutting, punch phrasing, and scratching, which are still used to this day in the DJ community. Grandmaster Flash organized a group called Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five in 1976. The group became widely acknowledged as one of the most influential hip-hop acts. They delivered a unique style by trading off lyrics between four rappers and blending them with Flash's unrivaled DJ skills. He performed acrobatic DJing skills by manipulating vinyl with his fingers, toes, elbows, and anything else in the vicinity. You know, him and the Furious Five had several influential songs, however their most famous and prominent song is probably The Message. This critical hit further solidified rap as a genre and put rappers at the forefront for the first time. It was one of the first hip-hop songs that had conscious lyrics about what was happening in their community and what was going on in the streets and alleyways in their own neighborhoods. The powerful lyrics also detailed the grim realities of life in the ghetto, which was a significant shift from the traditional rhythmic chants of early hip-hop. And actually, in 2007, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five made history again when they became the first hip-hop act inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I encourage all hip-hop artists, MCs, rappers who might have never heard the message, definitely go listen to that. It's such a pivotal song in hip-hop and such a great, such a great conscious song. You know, like it takes you back. Like, how did they create this in 1976? You're like, wow, it was truly ahead of its time. And Such a great detailed description of the world and life they were going through at the moment. That's probably why it left such an impact in hip-hop and created, you know, such waves throughout it. So yeah, man, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. If you've never heard of them, you know, at least go and dig into their discography. Go and listen to their music. They're just an amazing group, you know what I'm saying? And after that, in the 1980s, we actually saw a vital turning point for hip-hop and music production as a whole. Synthesizers, samplers, and drum machines became cheaper and more accessible, meaning more people involved in hip-hop could start to use them. Roland's iconic TR-808 drum machine became the weapon of choice for a lot of people. Instead of relying on DJ breakbeats, music producers could now program original drum patterns and do their own sounds. The TR-808 also became a cornerstone of hip-hop for its powerful bass drum sound, which is where 808 comes from. Sampling technology, also, uh, sampling technology also emerged during the 1980s. DJs experimented with early samplers such as the LIN-9000, the SP-12, the Kai mpc 60 and so forth. They used those type of samplers to piece together breaks in songs rather than using turntables. Samplers allowed producers to perform, rearrange sections, sequence arrangements, edit, and mix music in new ways. These production methods were an early form of remixing, and they created the foundation of what sample-based hip-hop is today. Over Over time, sampling technology advanced. A new generation of samplers, such as the Akai S9000, provided increased memory, higher sampling rates, better editing capabilities, and more. Music producers experimented with techniques such as layering sounds, looping, sequencing, adding effects, and such. Turntable and mixer technology also advanced which, you know, increased DJ's ability to scratch and create new sounds with new effects. The most influential turntable of that time was the Technics SL-1200 due to its strong motor, durability, and fidelity. And even to this day, it's still one of the most sought-after and used turntables within hip-hop. So yeah, that's just a little bit of history for you guys, you know what I mean? Uh, Really, like I said, that's what this podcast is about, diving into those historical parts of our culture that we might miss out on or might not always know about you know and really the the key theme of this podcast is how hip-hop relates to today you know all those things that I was discussing that Grandmaster Flash spoke of those are still relevant completely today the things going on in his neighborhood albeit they might be different in today's age they're still very similar a lot of the same ills poverty uh, homelessness drugs gangs you know those those things all still go on today so Reaching back to our past, we can see how it can change our future and how we can use hip-hop as a tool, as a culture, to speak on those ills and bring awareness and bring change to these marginalized communities, to these different places throughout the world, you know? To me, that's the positive force of hip-hop, and that's where it can really bring true change, you know? I mean, there's millionaires, and within billionaires within hip-hop, Jay-Z, Kanye West, but... Fortunately, I don't see them doing tons of things to change the community. I'm not saying they never have, but not to the extent that I think would truly make a difference in this world. And maybe as a whole, as a community of hip-hop, we can come together to do that. Even if not just one person can fund it, you know what I mean? It it takes a lot. It takes a community of people to come together and change something. It's much more than just one person, you know? So, yeah, now I want to get into a beat that I was making, working on today, you know, chopping up some records, uh... This podcast, I really want to really want to give you guys some exclusives, you know, like things that I haven't released, things that I've just worked on that day, you know. So I think this is a really cool opportunity to do that and a, a good chance to give you guys a, you know, exclusive look at the way I produce and the things that I create. So appreciate y'all tuning in. Here's my new beat. Supernova. Welcome back to Higher Inner Power. I'm your host, Ty Frazier. Just wanted to leave y'all with some closing thoughts, some hip-hop history, and, you know, just some good vibes. So today is March 28th, 2023. Today in hip-hop history, Old Dirty Bastard released his debut album, Return to the 36 Chambers, on March 28th, 1995. Such a classic album, fully produced by the RZA has classics like Brooklyn Zoo, Shimmy Shimmy Yaw, you know, like, man, that's such a great album, such a great day in hip-hop, and rest in peace stole old Dirty Bastard, you know what I mean? I actually have a sticker of that album on my interface that the homie Radio Ray gave me, signed by a Young Dirty Bastard, you know, ODB's son. I feel like ODB was such a unique character in hip-hop, he really showed you you could just truly be yourself, be different, be artistic, be weird, be crazy, and... That's such a good lesson for anyone to learn in life, to truly be who you are, and ODB embodied that in every aspect, in all parts of his music, all parts of his life, and I think that's something to be learned from. He's a great MC, such a eclectic person, character, you know what I mean? He's damn near a cartoon character with the way they'd even inflect his voice, the things he would do with his uh, persona, his image, so there's so much to be learned from that, you know, shout out to Wu-Tang. One of the greatest hip-hop groups of all time, most influential to this day, you know what I mean? So, yeah man, ODB, go check that out, Return of the 36 Chambers, if you never heard it, Certified Classic. So uh, I also have some random facts for y'all, something I actually recently found out. It says that uh, a recent study done at Cambridge University discovered that hip-hop freestyling puts the brain in a unique flow state that prompts parts of the brain responsible for emotion, language, motivation, motor function, and motor processing. So more or less, freestyling is amazing for you. It's really good for your brain, good for your mind, good for your speech, your language. It it can definitely uh, help your creativity in multiple ways. So that's really cool to see scientific studies back up the fact that freestyling can help you. You know what I mean? I love to freestyle. You know what I mean? Shit, I'll kick a freestyle for y'all right now. We're here with higher end of power. I'm sitting here hour after hour, like 24, like Jack Bauer. All these rappers get devoured, because really, they just some cowards. No, really, I got the power. No, really, I got the power. We really out here. We really do this. Hip-hop is my life. It's my culture. It's what I wake up, what I live, what I breathe, what I bleed, what I shit, what I eat. You know what I mean? I said that in a rhyme, and I mean that. So shout out to all my hip-hop heads. Thank you all for tuning in with me. This is my podcast, Higher Inner Power. You know, definitely a history of hip-hop and how it relates to our culture today. So... Appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all have a blessed and amazing day. Peace.